Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Margarita Cheng, who is Chief Executive Officer at Blue Ocean Global Wealth. Hi, Margarita. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I guess we could first start off with an introduction as to who you are and perhaps an answer to the main question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? Well, sure. So my name is Margarita Maria Chang, and my dad was born in China and came to the U.S. by way of Taiwan. And he met my mom in New York. Um, that's very relevant because not only am I multiracial, but I'm multicultural. And um, I, my dad um, and my mom built their life together in New York. And what I learned is how much um, we learn when we are younger. We don't realize how much we're taking in, but I am a certified financial planner. And my parents told me one thing, that you should never measure your self-worth by your net worth. Um, and I thought that was really important because life is um, very fast moving and anything can happen. And when my dad came to America, it was a time of rebuilding and starting his life together with my mom. How wonderful. And so what inspired you to join the financial services or the finance industry in general? Sure. So I am the eldest of three girls. And growing up, there are some stereotypes here. Um, my dad thought it was very important for everybody, not just girls, not just boys, but for people to know about money. And growing up, I didn't necessarily know about the discipline of personal finance, but I was very aware of the world around me. And money's just like anything else, a tool, um, but it means different things to different people. For some people, security, other people, power. Um, but basically, I learned that we should treat time and money as though they're precious, meaning it doesn't mean we hoard, but don't squander. Mm. And so I decided, because I am actually good at math and good at quants and analysis, and in college, um, I realized that I could use what I learned in accounting and these concepts we learn um, also in corporate finance and apply them to individuals and families and help them um, create strong um, balance sheets, which is really a net worth statement, or better manage their household um, cash flow, which is really a budget. And I wanted to be able to use what I learned in school and help individuals and families plan for their future and transform lives. How wonderful. So you mentioned the school was a big part and a big resource in sort of teaching you the bare basics of finance. But what were the other best resources that you used along your career journey? Sure. So one of the things that I think is so important is to ask for help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It actually demonstrates to people that you're curious and that you are um, a lifelong learner. So I did ask for help. Um, I didn't necessarily ask for people to hire me. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think all too often, sometimes people are intimidated to ask for help because that means you're asking somebody for a job. 
And that's very different from asking somebody for advice. Mm. The other thing that I did is I joined professional associations. I cannot emphasize the importance of this enough because even when you're newer to the profession, um, we all have gifts and talents that we can share with others. So I would say asking for help and joining professional associations and building my community. If the word network sounds too intimidating, then don't use the word network. But it's about conversations and connections, which means that you're building your own community. Awesome. And that's great to know. And obviously, through this community, you probably heard a lot about the finance industry. But I'm curious, were there any lessons that you wish you would have known before joining? Um, I think before I joined the financial services profession or financial services industry, um, you know, I admit I was technically sharp, but I may have been intimidated by sales culture. So I wish that I was better prepared for that. Um, I don't have any regrets, but looking back on that, what is one thing that I could have done better is maybe be less intimidated by that process. Mm, Definitely. And learning from that experience and probably was definitely one of your proudest moments. But I'm also curious, what was your biggest failure in terms of your career and what did you learn from it? Um, I would say my biggest failure or the greatest lesson learned is, well, first, I just want to say I'm highly coachable. If you tell me to do something, I'm probably going to listen to you. It's not blind obedience. But I would say um, the biggest lesson learned or we could say the biggest failure is I was a little bit afraid to be myself. Mm. because my managers told me I had to follow this script and this is how I had to present the financial plan. And they kind of led me to believe that, you know, the fact that I was kind of quiet or somewhat of an introvert, analytic, that those were liabilities. And so I was trying to do what they told me because that's what they told me to do. And it did work in the beginning, but after a while, I just hit a wall, but then I realized that, you know what, they're right and I'm right. No one's wrong here. That process and that methodology they used helped them become successful and it helped me enter the profession and stay in the profession. But if I really wanted to move the world and make a difference, I ultimately needed to be me. Mm -hmm. And so that was It took a lot of courage because the other thing that I think is important to mention is when I started in the profession, it's still true to this day, Mm. women are underrepresented, particularly multicultural, multiracial women. So part of it was a little bit of fear. Like Mm. I didn't see anybody like me. These people are telling me what to do. They're my boss. They're my leader. I need to do exactly what they say. And I did do what they said, but after a while, um, I realized that my prospects and my clients like me, they chose me and they want to know who I am. It's okay if I tell them I have three kids. It's okay if I tell them that um, I enjoy travel and I read a certain book. People do business with people and people do business with people they like and trust. And these connections are important to people. 
Definitely. Thank you for that. And um, following on from that, you've been dropping some great advice throughout our whole conversation. But what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? So my piece of advice would be, this is, so the financial advice profession is an amazing profession. There's a lot of opportunities because the need for financial advice is greater than ever. Um, I would tell them definitely um, join professional associations, right? Um, Seek the help of others where that's either mentors, sponsors, or advocates and invest in yourself. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. I definitely agree. And education is never wasted. Um, And following on from that, uh, the financial services industry has been around for quite a while. And I think that a lot of people know a lot about it. But what is one common myth about the industry that you would like to debunk right here, right now? Sure. So financial services, I think a lot of people think that it's a lot of math. And obviously, you do need to understand how investments work. But I think what's really important, I want people to know that this is really a relationship business. It's not like boiler room and on Wall Street. It is about, um, it's called financial services. So it's about serving your clients and you must serve your clients when you are um, relationship oriented. Definitely. I would definitely agree. And yeah, I think that's one thing I noticed as well, because I'm looking to go into the finance industry. I I realized at the end of the day, you can have your technicals, you know, hammered down to the T, but you've got to be able to have that relationship with your clients and with people. Absolutely. Awesome. And I'm sure you're very busy because you're obviously CEO of a company, but what is one thing that you've read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Oh my goodness. I do read a lot. I love reading. And one of the, uh, my daughter, Uh, My eldest daughter suggested that I join Next Big Idea Club. It's a book club, and I'm reading a book on conflict now. Um, I try to read at least two books a month, and I just finished the book on conflict. And I think that what the takeaway in this book is, is some conflict is good, meaning a little bit of tension is good. That's when you get the best ideas. But you don't want to have conflict that's unhealthy or toxic. Mm, Definitely. And uh, following on from that, you mentioned a few people, but who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? Um, I would say my grandmothers, both of my grandmothers. Um, Because my grandmother on my mom's side, she was very progressive Um, She actually was one of the first women in the state of New York to get a driver's license. Wow, that is so impressive. Thank you. Um, My grandma, um, I I definitely respect and admire her so much. The other thing that I think is super cool about my grandma is um, while she was widowed at a young age and it was very difficult for her, my grandmother was very like entrepreneurial. She was doing Airbnb before there was Airbnb. In other words, she was renting out rooms to college students because she wanted to provide them a safe place to stay. And she also could benefit from the extra income. So my grandma on my mommy's side, and of course, my grandma on my dad's side, she left her hometown um, and fled two wars and then came to America to follow her children here. And then last, of course, my parents, but particularly my dad. I can only imagine how traumatic that was to 
you know, leave your hometown and never be able to return. So I'm inspired by, uh, and, and, and like I said, I know I'm only supposed to pick three, but I kind of put my parents together. Um, but I think that the lessons that they have shared um, have really helped me become the person I am. How lovely. And then finally, to round off our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Sure. To stop worrying so much about what other people think. As long as you don't lie, cheat, or steal, or harm people, don't try to be a people pleaser because inevitably someone somewhere along the way is going to suffer and most likely it's going to be you. Definitely. No, thank you for that. I think that's a really useful piece of advice for anyone at any stage of their career. Um, But yeah, that rounds up our conversation, Margarita. Absolutely lovely to have this conversation with you. And it was truly, truly very engaging. Thank you so much, Leila, for the opportunity. Thank you. All right then. Bye-bye.